Welcome, y'all, to episode 29. Guess what, SPD? What's up? You and I survived longer than NXT in the Wednesday Night Wars. This is officially <laughs> the end. This is officially no the end. No way. This is the Dynamite end. Download has, has succeeded that. That's a good fun fact, man. We, we have made it through. The Wednesday Night Wars are over. Wow. This is the final week that uh, NXT and, and AEW Dynamite will go head-to-head. I have a feeling a lot of great wrestling fans are going to be happier at the end of all this. Um, honestly, it's going to allow me as a fan, I'm not alone, yeah. to be able to kind of watch the shows um, separated without all the BS and the ratings and all that stuff conversation. It's really great to get into that. Obviously, this week NXT brought it with their show. They, they have a takeover tonight. So um, AEW, it felt like this show uh, did not. You know, they kind of respected the, the legend of uh, an NXT takeover. Um, right. and, and that said, bro, during the middle of this this week's Dynamite, AEW announced next week's card. And Ooh, I think that a- pay-per-view quality. AEW is going all in saying, all right, like next week, all eyes on Wednesday night are going to be on AEW. So let's make sure that we're pulling out all, all the stops geeked to talk to you about that one cannot wait to see next week's show but let's get into tonight's show there was there were some draws in this one obviously some unique matchups to me going into this one the biggest one of them all was to see that that inner circle uh pinnacle relationship continue to, to to play out like it did um, that was the draw and that that's saying something when you do say that Kenny Omega and the good brothers are on this card against John Moxley and and the young buck. So honestly, um, SPD, there's a lot to get into as always with the NX with uh, Dynamite here. <laughs> almost it, I almost said it. I almost said it. Um, tell me about like when you look at this card. Were you with me? Were you thinking that the, that the pinnacle and the inner circle was that that dynamic that relationship? What had you coming in for this week's show? Excited for it. You know, I was texting to you guys. Uh, you know, you and Bond today, and I was still riding full throttle high to the brim overflowing of excitement of what happened last week on dynamite rewatching that segment over and over again and posting some of our clips on our story and having you know some pinnacle members and some inner circle members repost it which was pretty cool um i could not wait because i've been saying it for i mean we know the promo battle i mean we got to get into the depth of that but yes we'll talk deep into that very very soon before we get out of order in a way but that was the number one thing i was looking forward to and it delivered tenfolds and then some awesome um, man. but you know the opening match i mean we'll review the results and get into the nuts and you know the, the 
meat and potatoes of the card. Getting itself. to the meat and potatoes of it, brother. But Hangman Adam Page defeated Max Caster, two up and coming stars that are definitely a core of AEW that are, you know, great, you know. Hangman being a more veteran, but Caster is looking more and more comfortable in the ring. And it was a good good battle to start the match. And it's nice to see Anthony Bones back from you know a slight injury. So then, Yeah, he got involved in this one too. So yeah, I enjoyed this opening match to kick off Dynamite. Yeah, and then and then it segued into uh there was a lot of stuff that happened in this yeah. in between the matches. It felt like there's so much to unpack in the in the segments and the interviews and the promos. Uh yeah. but then the next match on the card that we got our got our teeth into was the 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 Godzilla versus Kong match. The Jurassic Express versus Bear Country. Um, you know, this one's been brewing for a little while. Um, sure. And it was interesting to see where they would go with this one. But I think that ultimately AEW went with the, the right – I mean, the Jurassic, the Team Jurassic Express, there's a lot of potential with those guys. Yep. Um, you know, they are mainstays on AEW uh, television. Um, and they, they pull out the W. I mean, I think Bear Country and in their inexperience, unfortunately, just – they were not able to match up with Jurassic Express and pull out that right. W. Um, but it was a great back-and-forth match. That was one of the, the better matches on tonight's card. Yeah, big, big guys in there and some some heavy hitting for sure. And speaking of another big guy, J.D. Drake, which I've kind of been like a silent fan of him um, on his dark performances. And for him to go against Darby Allen and get a title shot obviously was a little bit controversy and, and you know, people are – Hit or miss with that, but whatever. I'm I'm all fine for advancing people. Yes, maybe he not be number one ranked. And next week we have uh, you know Matt Hardy versus uh, Darby Allen, which yeah. is absolutely amazing quality match for sure. Yep. Um, hopefully they do some awesome cinematic promos back and forth. But Darby getting a you know convincing win, better than you know we didn't see a roll up finish, which I you know absolutely hate. So I was happy to see him kind of overpower a powerhouse. Yeah, and, and take the victory. We'll get into that more. I I, I have a <laughs> lot to say about that one. I don't. Um, and it comes to Darby Allen victories. I guess that is uh, a convincing win for him. That, that was definitely um, you know, it felt like JD dominated most of that matchup. But right. um, we'll get more into that when it get there. Uh, but honestly, that match. I mean, just on the heels of that match, yeah. it, it's it bled into the women's match. It, there was you know, the sure. Bunny versus Ty Conti. There was so much going on in that one. Uh, Butcher and Blade got got in, got their hands all over Darby afterward. After that match, we're tossing him around, literally, um, yep. like just just tossing him. Um, <laughs> and, and so there was a that was an entertaining way to finish that matchup and and bleed into the women's match. Ty Conti, our number one contender um, for the women's championship, uh, she showed she showed up, man. That that woman is quickly becoming uh, like in the same mold of a Thunder Rosa where you just, you want to see her, you want to see her in the ring, man. She's just, she pushes the pace. She brings those hard hitting strikes. Ty Conti is definitely someone to watch um, in the women's division. Really excited to see what is in store for her down the road and potentially getting that title shot against uh, Hikaru Shida. That one could be a lot of fun. Which she was in her corner this tonight and helped her out. So that was interesting. So uh, we'll see how that goes. But um, the the main event, you know, saw a lot of twists and turns, and you know, some some misdirection and some interesting direction where they're going. But Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers and the Young Bucks essentially defeated John Moxley. So, um, you know, we'll dive right back into the beginning before we get too in depth. But you know, Hangman Adam Page going up against Max Caster, yeah, uh, the acclaimed. Which you know, from from day one, I was never a huge acclaimed fan, but. 
very, very, very rapidly have I turned turned the page thanks to you. You know, it was great. We had the number one contender, uh, Hangman Adam Page, against the number three contender of Caster in this. Yeah, and you could really, you know, I love, I do love the claim. I'm gonna claim. I'm not gonna say Mark. I'm gonna say I'm an acclaimed Max. You're now. an acclaimed Max now. You're an acclaimed Max it. too with that Max MJF shirt. Bro. You know it, Jeez, bud. You're yeah. a total Mark. Um, <laughs> but also the, I really think you can tell that Caster and Bowens are getting more and more comfortable on TV. Like mm. they are just obviously they're they're smoother on the mic and just just their you know body language just seems like they're they're home. You know, mm-hmm. very very smooth. Uh, both everything out there. I love the battle outside the ring. I love how Caster was getting involved. I mean, uh, uh, Bowens was getting involved. Um, you know, it was a, a good battle of young stars back and forth. And you know, I honestly, the result, I would have been, I would have been fine with Caster stealing that win. Like, even though Hangman is on such a huge push, undefeated in 2021, huge pay per view win against Hardy. You know, but to to get a you know a, a cheat to win, a dirty heel win out of caster on this would have really been awesome for him mm-hmm. and it really wouldn't have hurt hangman and then you can kind of maybe like kind of develop a little side feud of this going on and i would have supported it for sure but i enjoyed the match and it, those two guys are, are are uh you know talent to watch in aw for sure yeah man I, I love hearing you talk about the acclaim like this you know as the tag team guy on this crew i felt like I had to do my homework on them, right? I had – because they burst onto the scene kind of out of nowhere. And, sure. and and you and I both were like, eh. their first promo, they were like kind of corny uh, talking yeah. about the, the Young Bucks and their book cover. And it, they their lines weren't hitting as hard. But ever since then, man, dude, like I have become – I become a big Max Caster and Anthony Bowens fan, man. I think that these guys got a lot of talent. I think that it was great to see Bowens out there getting physical a little bit. Um, yep. We know that he's been recovering from an injury, so he definitely made his impact on this match. There were multiple points in this one, whether it was you know trying to get the to use the boombox, grabbing onto Hangman's legs and holding on tight oh, yeah. when he was going for the the, the buckshot lariat. Um, and and throwing Hangman into the barricade. I mean, Bowens was all over this match. His fingerprints were all over this one. And it and, and as you said, it would have been a perfect opportunity to kind of allow Max to get that cheap win, knowing that there was a lot of uh, outside noise and outside interference. You could have ran this one back. Um, yep. And and honestly, I would have loved to see another diss track from from Max going against uh, Hangman. Max's promo work, dude. I'm telling you, he's he definitely. Um, you know, at points in this match, there were a couple times in which he kind of, he kind of, he had a stumble when he went to do that that uh, kind of springboard move off the second rope, um, springboard suplex, basically. Right. Uh, he he kind of stumbled a little bit. That's not. I mean, honestly, he he recovered very quickly um, and and made it smooth as typical with Caster. Uh, but man, dude, this dude's promo work is some of the best in all of wrestling yeah. right now. Um, his his lines, his raps coming to the ring this week were absolutely on point. Um, you know, he, he had a couple moments there where he had me going with the Biden uh, line on the on the oh, steps, gosh, the uh, steps. <laughs> and, and, and talking about uh, and get, having to get cut off because of the blow me line. I mean, there was a lot of I funny know. stuff. Caster has been great. And then his stuff that was on dark. I mean, his segment against Hangman was absolutely awesome. So just another uh, another opportunity here where AEW has another, you know, kind of untapped superstar on their hands. But what was interesting to me, there were two things that really jumped out in this one that uh, I, I'm going to stick with. Um, I felt like Max. Let's since we're talking about Max, um, I thought Max wrestled this match very intelligently. He worked the arm 
throughout okay. the he, throughout the match he was working on that shoulder working on that shoulder and any hangman fan knows that really it's it's a match could be going very poorly for hangman but all it takes is one split second for him to hit that buckshot lariat sure. and the match can be over you're you could go lights out so for max to continue to work on that shoulder work on that arm it showed that he's he's quick very intelligent wrestler um yep. i thought that that was very well played by uh by by max throughout this match um, it was kind of a bummer uh, that Hangman didn't necessarily sell that, um, and, and it didn't really impact the finish much. Um, mm-hmm. But so that was one of the main things I took away was I really felt like Max's psychology was really on point in this match. And then the uh-huh. other was that that I was shocked, but but Jr. talked about it. Max is thirty one, and and Hangman's only twenty nine years old, bro. I mean, like there's some, like really? AW, like yeah, dude, like AEW we. You know, we get caught up in it, and as fans of AW, like we see it. Like, there's a lot of stars on this roster. It's loaded, right? But right. when you hear like Jr. talk about that, it, it kind of puts things in perspective because we already kind of think like Hangman is an established star in AW, right? Like, right. we already know what he's capable of. But really, dude, he hasn't even hit thirty. Um, that yeah. guy's potential. He, he's not even in his prime yet. So there's a lot to love about the future of AEW. Yes, the the, cor- the foundation and cornerstone of this company right now is very healthy with the John Moxleys and the, sure. Kenny, and the Kenny Omegas of the world. But when you yeah. have a guy like Hangman who already feels like a legitimate, true top top level guy, and he is not even 30 years old yet, bro. I mean, it, it just it speaks volumes to uh, the potential that these guys have, man. I, I think a um, lot of upside in AEW's roster moving forward, and this was a great showcase for it. You got to see two young guys who are really on the opposite sides of the spectrum. Max likes to talk a lot. Hangman likes to let his his punch, his fists do the talk for him. Um, SPD, this one's an elite out of me. It's it, lead again, out of me too. I, I feel like it could have been – a little better if if hang I, I felt like the one thing about this was that I, I struggled with it at the end with hangman right. sell, not selling um all that work that max did on the on the shoulder but man this was entertaining it was funny uh bowen's getting involved throughout was on point um i thought it was a great way to start off dynamite and a good showcase for the young talent that this company has to offer Definitely. And I know you were you were probably salivating, you know, profusely when you saw that the death triangle was going to be coming out. And um, I thought it was it was not obviously great to see Pac back. But like this, you know, just just the entrance alone, you know, Ray Phoenix <laughs> just coming in and just flipping over the top rope and just smoothly and gracefully. I was just like, man, this guy is just incredible. You know, I can't <laughs> say so much about it. Yeah, but, you, you know, geek out over just his entrance alone, right? I know, right? It, you know, <laughs> I'm all for what what established at at this right here. You know, best friends and death triangle. I'm all for that segue of best friends back together reuniting, which you know at one point was the hottest babyface trio on you know in AEW. No doubt. And for them to go defeating with an awesome team like Death Triangle is is going to be a great battle when that comes down the line. And of course, you know, we got got a Tupac. Pac's horn but you know i just love the pacing of his promos and just his accent is so powerful yeah and what he can say like you know obviously ray and lucha are these outstanding veteran team in the ring but you know their promos for AEW may not necessarily be like you know capable at the you know just just back and forth but with yes. pack to like um 
the pace and just what he can say. And, and then the best friends, man, I really liked what they had to say that the boys are back in town plus an alien. You know, I think like, <laughs> both teams really shined in this segment with, with the promo battle. And, and what's to come is a, is a nice, finally, I guess we do have the book closed on the Miro stuff, shifting gears, which is good. And then yeah. where he goes from here, well, who knows? So yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, I like I think, this. Yeah. I thought it was a home run. And obviously like you couldn't have two more opposite groups right i mean like the death triangle led by Pac and his his dude like jr talked about just an angry son of a bitch right just an angry bastard uh-huh. Pac's just intensity is just uh <laughs> on another level um but when you have a guy like that leading that group just angry bad dudes and then you got the the laid-back chill mentality of the best friends they, they really are polar opposites um, and it's going to be interesting to see how these go. These guys go up against each other. I mean, obviously, I thought Orange Cassidy again. I love how AEW plays off of its history. Yep. Um, or, Orange Cassidy reminding the world that, like, you know, man, like uh, the 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 Death Triangle really rubbed Orange Cassidy's nose in it um, after yeah. that beating that they gave him. You know, like they really were made not only made a point to beat Orange Cassidy, but to try to humiliate him and embarrass him. Um, and I thought that that was really well played and planted seeds for why the, why they still have an issue with them. Right. I thought that was really mm-hmm. well played. Um, we miss Trent. I will say like, I, I really miss Trent, um, throughout yeah. all this period with the best friends to see him back and kind of leading that promo charge, kind of re- making sure these guys are, are refocused. Um, I really thought, and, and his promo, like, I mean, he brought it out, dude, the best friends have the most wins out of any tag team in all of AEW. for him to drop that kind of line. You know, it re-emphasizes why they are where they are and right. why they have the confidence and the swagger that they have now that they're back. Yeah, they're going to have to, you know, they're going to have to come back and, like, build themselves and get some wins under their belt. Absolutely. But the right. best friends, they have a reputation for a reason. So I thought that that promo delivered. Um, like you said, man, Pac's promo the way that that guy his pacing and just the way he can say certain lines, it's some of it is the accent, but he just he just brings it in another way. I thought oh, that like sure. you know him kind of reminding them all that they're gonna have to get that, that he sees through what they're doing. They, they interrupted his time, and the reason why is because they just want to get they just want to get at the, they want to get under the skin of the future tag champs. I loved how Pac laid that out there, reminded mm-hmm. the world that that the death triangle is getting that title shot and it's, it's happening next week. Again, next week's Gosh. card is going to be absolutely insane. Um, so I mean, quality. you get to see Phoenix and Pac going against the bucks. That's going to be, uh, it's going to be a tough one to beat that to top, man. That is going to be must watch guys. And if you, if you're listening to this show, um, I urge you next week's show, get, get other friends, get your fans out there, get your buddies, push that show. Cause that's going to be a heck of a show. Um, th- 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 this laid the framework for that though. And I thought that, you know, going into that, I would like, I I'm excited to see, do the best friends get involved? We've known, even though that they're the good guys, we know that those guys have no problem getting involved in, in kind of starting stuff and stirring right. the pot. Um, and you know that the Young Bucks are going to have a lot of drama surrounding them going into next week's match. So going to be an interesting one. Uh, that one I- I'm very intrigued by. Absolutely. And like you said, paper, pay-per-view quality, free TV next week. And boy, do I – this was the the moment and moments of the night for me. Oh, my was gosh. The, the most highly anticipated part of Dynamite that I did not want to miss no matter what. This was this was it, man. I, I – 
have a lot to say about this, man. <laughs> finally, finally, Judas is back in his in his original form, and of course they show. You know, I'm I'm a tunnel tunnel guru. The yep. baby face tunnel. The boys are back. The men are back in black. Back in black, you know, baby. All black biker style gear. The scruff, man. We are still buzzing like big time from last week with the inner circle. And I, Jericho, I knew. I mean, you talk about two of the best in the mic in AEW. Obviously, MJF and Jericho are are names that you cannot leave out. Period. And you know, MJF had his jabs, and Jericho finally. I mean. I don't know. That was like a five to eight minute promo. He was on a rant. He brother. did not miss a beat. He <laughs> stayed relevant. He stayed to me at the end of my, edge of my seat. Oh my gosh! He was calling. He called the pinnacle the pineapple. <laughs> I like that. In uh, that, the I loved how he just tied in so many different things. He obviously is such a professional. You know, telling the crowd on our side. You know, really hitting. You know, pushing the babyface turn. Oh yeah. He actually apologized. The beatdown yeah. was. Uh, a wake-up call. I don't know how many times he said that MJF was his jerk-off friend, and jerk-off, jerk-off, <laughs> this, 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 this. So, you know, I the one line that really stood out was that he's not taking him under his wing. He's keeping him under his thumb. Mm-hmm. And that was like a very, very smart line mm-hmm. by Jericho. And, you know, I was, I've was i been saying it for week in and week out, MJF's orange spray tan, and finally Jericho calls him out with the spray tan, how he's got the orange, orange <laughs> rings in the toilet, you know, with his swirly... Boy, oh boy, was Jericho on fire. And you know what? I think we should put a poll out there on Twitter. Maybe let this kind of uh, digest a little. But of who threw stronger jabs, MJF or Jericho, when you you combine the promos? Like, who do you think is winning this mic drop promo battle right now? And, uh, man, I I don't know. I have to think about it. Both guys are absolutely – I mean, I'm a huge Jericho fan. You're an an MJF fan. Uh, Max, you're a Max, not a Mark anymore. I'm a Max, yeah, I'm a Max. But Jer- uh, Jr. said it great because it was an immortal promo by Jericho, and no doubt. unfortunately, like I said before, I had tickets to Blood and Guts in New Jersey. It was la- it would have been two marches ago. Now yeah. we're going to get Blood and Guts on May 5th so soon, and it's 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 almost too soon. We don't want yeah. it to. We don't want them to go head to head, and it won't be the end. But you know. Oh my gosh! What did just you remember? Think of just because... remember, uh, you know, May fifth is about a month from now. A lot, a Before lot, denial. A, a lot's gonna happen between now and then, right? We know yeah, AW, AW packs a lot of content in every single episode. You know that these guys, you combine that and what they do on social media, we're gonna be have plenty of content that's gonna get oh. us just chomping at the bit to see these guys go at each other. That said, SPD, I hear you, man. I feel like blood and guts could be one of those where like. This that could be like a blow off to the to this feud, um, and I'm not ready for the pinnacle versus inner circle to just be over with in, in a month's no time. Uh, I, I feel like this one this one is something that could lead into the summer. Um, certainly, what I what I think they should do is obviously have uh, have those two factions go to war. But as we get to see next week, we're going to see Jericho against Dax. We've oh, talked about this at Dynamite Download countless times. These two factions, you know, the matchups that you can have, the pairings that you could have between talents, you know, there's a lot that still needs to come out of this. I mean, we need to see Santana Ortiz versus FTR. We need to see that. Um, I, I personally feel like the way that this has been going, 
a Sammy versus MJF match at some point would be very cathartic. Um, and that's not to mention Jericho versus MJF. There's just a lot of options and a lot of chess pieces that can be moved around. We know that MJF is the ultimate. Like we've talked about it a long time ago. It feels like MJF is playing chess when everybody else is playing checkers. The guy is always manipulating and moving things to get into his, you know, to to strategically get things aligned for his benefit. Yeah. Um, I have a feeling that Max is going to have a couple things up his sleeve. Uh, and, and I want to see this play out as much as possible on AEW moving forward. You know, with Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa, that feud sort of slow, sort of taking a little bit of a backseat as Thunder is getting more, you know, more in tune and more acclimated to NWA. Now mm-hmm. that NWA power's back, um, you, you see that, you know, obviously Britt continues to throw her jabs at, at Thunder, no doubt, keeps it fresh in our minds. Mm-hmm. But there is a there is a place that is has opened up a big spot on the card for another huge feud and 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 that and this one is filling that void and then some uh the the inner circle versus the pinnacle is is fantastic uh back and forth and as you talked about this just the just the segments alone with these interviews and these punches that they're throwing verbal jabs at each other man it's just on point um I'd be interested to see what the fans have to say. I have a feeling that after Jericho's epic rant tonight, he's going to have the lead. Uh, obviously, yeah, let's Jericho do a poll tomorrow with our with our uh, highlight video of this. You know, a clip of this. Like, who threw better jabs? Who who is leading the promo battle um, on this man? I I like I said on Friday night flights of fights. Give us two dies, two dice, or two dies. Roll them. Yeah, dies. Yeah, match, and I'll be happy with it. That can mean a good show. Absolutely. Any any of those guys, and and so this needs to be extended. You know, obviously the Ultimate War. Then I guess you're like someone could it could just lead into more feuds. Like if someone really puts down someone else, then maybe they can some more singles matches. But you have to have these two teams going head to head every single week um, leading up to this. And we saw we're going to talk just everything inner circle right now. Mike Tyson coming to the aid of Chris Jericho. Yeah. You know, when Tyson got announced. I was obviously the last time we saw him was face to face with Jericho and throwing punches with each other. And so it was a nice full circle. Jericho kind of, you know, saying thank you and, you know, making up. But like Tyson coming to the aid after a brutal, you know, pile driver from FTR and potential through the table. So I was hoping Tyson would uh, get in MJF, but, you know, Spears had to settle for, you know, being the sacrificial lamb, essentially. Yeah, um, yep. But I didn't expect the pinnacle to be there tonight, you know. Well, so I mean, and, and here's the thing. When we, when we look at the content, right, of, of what we're talking about, this is why I'm rocking my MJF shirt tonight, man. I got to give MJF his props, man. He talked about if – He's probably if, watching right now, like Jericho said, checking the, it in the back. You know he's always a, he's a max for himself, um, you know – the content of what these guys talked about, I have, I give the edge to the to the pinnacle. I give the edge to MJF only because when you look at you know what what they say and how they deliver it, Max said it, man. Uh, you know, after the beatdown that that the pinnacle gave the inner circle, he kept taunting Jericho and crew mm-hmm. and told them, you know, if that happened to us, we'd be right back here, right in your face the next week, getting getting our revenge. The inner circle got beat down. Badly. I mean, we saw Dax just an absolutely epic uh, cut on, on his head from that beating that Santana gave him in that one. Um, obviously, MJF got busted through a Pepsi machine. Oh, um, yeah. And, and they came and, and they came back. They came back for more. 
Um, so I got to give Pinnacle their props for that, for, for being, you know, the heels. They easily could revert to being cowards, yeah. uh, could, could hide and, and play mind games, but they didn't. These guys are not backing down from a fight. Um, they're, they're here. They're here to prove a point. They want to knock the inner circle off the top of the mountaintop. They want to be at that mm-hmm. point. They want to be at the top. So I got to give those guys props. There were a couple moments in Jericho's promo where I was like, man, I mean, I'm a fan of FTR. So I was like kind of getting a little, I was like, dude, come on. You yeah. D- Dax versus Dax versus Cash. Like we've seen it. Dax has definitely been making some strides um, in 2021. Ever since the calendar has been flipped, he's really been killing it. Um, I felt like the difference between these when I go back and watch them is, you know, MJF, he, he stuck to something that I tend to, you know, and there's different ways you can cut a promo, but I, I tend to think that like, if you build up your opponent and recognize their, their strengths, um, it makes you, it makes it when you beat them, it makes you that much better. And yeah. so MJF throughout his promo, he, you know, his promo work, he definitely, I don't know. He spent a little bit more time, I feel like, recognizing, putting a little more respect on his opponents and then then building up his own team to be better than them. Right. Um, whereas Jericho kind of did the, the classic babyface thing, kind of making comedy jokes and and cutting off, cutting down the opponents and making like making little zingers and one-liners that are funny and have uh, have us reeling. I thought that the, the, the spray tan one was one of my favorite oh. lines of the night. But I kept this been one, saying it time and time again, and it was so great that it was noticed – globally as well <laughs> yep. no doubt dude no doubt i think that this one has got a lot of potential to it and 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 it was great to see a fired up jericho again i mean he yeah. was out there he looks slimmer he looks good with the with the, the facial hair he's looking like on point with that santana mm-hmm. ortiz the, i mean the whole crew was looking badass tonight so um if you're an inner circle fan which i know you are spd you have oh, yeah. to be excited to see them reestablished Treated in it, treated as the top stars that they are, yeah. Um, and, and it's nice to see a little baby face ta- like team put together here. I mean, so so often stables are usually or factions are usually heel based. It's nice to see the inner circle have some baby face vibes to them. I, I think that that's going to go a long way. We've we've talked about it for for countless times. I mean, Sammy Guevara is somebody who is a natural baby face. We've said it time and again. That guy's offense. Yeah. Um, just his overall presentation screams babyface to me. Um, mm-hmm. And then Santana Ortiz and the way that those guys kind of scrap and claw um, always never really seem to get, get that opportunity to get put over the top and be treated as a top tag team that we know that they are. True. Um, they kind of have those babyface vibes to them too. And I know that there's a lot of fans of Dynamite Download out here too that are on the same page as us that they want, they were chomping at the bit to see Santana Ortiz get that win against the Bucks earlier this year. We get were that opportunity. for it. Right. So there's, it, it's, I think this is a natural transition for the inner circle, especially with uh, such, such easy guys to hate across from yeah. them. Um, this is going to make some good TV, man. That's absolutely for sure. And um, as, we could talk a whole episode on the inner circle, but next up we're going to talk about uh, Christian Cage's promo. Mm-hmm. And, you know, being interrupted by Team Taz, potentially trying to recruit him. So, you know, what did you think about that? Well, I was scrolling through the timeline before before uh, Dynamite tonight, just kind of scrolling, just, just getting the vibe of the general audience, like fan base out there and stuff. And then, yeah. and I saw Taz throw out that tweet where he's like, I'm cutting the BS. I'm in the mood to recruit tonight. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm bringing somebody on board. He seemed very serious tonight. 
Taz was uh, focused. Um, but between mm-hmm. this segment where he, he interrupted Cage, he made a lot of sense. I mean, he was obviously – Taz, we've always appreciated that he's, you know, an intelligent guy. He's always um, – when he cuts promos, they're, they're, they're hard-hitting. The guy is right. always on point. And he tells it like it is. So he, he kind of gave the audience a quick backstory of, uh, yeah, he, Christian and I go, go way back. Um, and, and everything he said made a lot of sense. He sees a lot of disruption going on in his own crew, maybe getting getting like where he he can't keep them all together himself. Taz is kind of recognizing that there's this is starting to get out of like out of control. Having a calming presence like Christian, a, a, a smart veteran who could buy into what Taz is teaching these guys and preaching to these guys who can lead by example. Taz, Taz did a great job pitching it to Christian and making it make sense. Um, True. Outside of just the Brian Cage, Christian Cage, uh, you know, having two cages in his in his tandem in his team, it made sense coming from Taz's perspective. He's reaching out True. to a, to an old colleague that he sees like this guy can help reel these youngsters. Like, well, Brian Cage is kind of an established veteran himself, but these guys can kind of reel the Christian can kind of reel in these big personalities, right? Bring them all together, calm them down recognize and help lead by example um that said um you know the next segment we got like we got to see these guys in taz tried his best to squash that inner turmoil and and say guys we're trying to recruit somebody into our group we we gotta we gotta stick together here there has (laughs) to be a there has to be a team taz for Christian to come to you gotta stop stirring (laughs) the pot Ricky so I thought that Taz was really a star yeah, Taz was a, a star of tonight. Anytime that he's on the mic, um, you know, Bonds and I always talk about it. We're big fans of how Taz cuts a promo, how he commands the audience's attention, doesn't insult our intelligence. Uh, yep. He did a nice job tonight. I, I, I'm curious to see. I, I highly doubt that Christian accepts this, but yeah, we've seen crazier things. Yeah, you're right. There is <laughs> there is crazier things to see, like having, you know, Godzilla versus Kong. I, you know, right. I watched that movie the other day, and it was oh, crazy things. You know, two uh, titans, as they call it in the movie. I don't know if you've seen it or not, but <laughs> I tried. In here, but we have we have speaking of titans, we had you know three massive men oh. uh, with Luchasaurus and Bear Country, and just going in an absolute physical brawl for sure. Yep. And you know, it was a hard hitting match for sure, and it was entertaining. I'm you know I'm huge huge Luchasaurus fan of what he can do in the ring. Jungle Boy has rapidly grown. You know, I've grown a huge fan of him, uh, some stuff like that. And, you know, I it's another one of those cases like Bear Country, watching them on Dark. Um, I was like, okay, you know, they're big guys, they're physical, you know, they're gimmick. And then they're, they're slowly winning me over again, you know. You know, I was not a Bear Country fan, but now they're slowly winning me over. And we still have – I still want to see them feud, you know, more long-term with – Butcher and Blade in some like hardcore match. I think that would be awesome. Use but their strength. The, yeah. Yeah. So this one, um, I enjoyed it for sure. Um, what did you think about it? And, you know, I, I, I liked, you know, Jurassic Express just kind of starting to reestablish himself as the top baby face again. Um, so it was important for them to take the victory. Um, so, yeah, was it a lead or delete for you? Well, I mean, I think the right team won. Um, yep. you know, I, I thought that this was a match where like, you know, Bear Country and Jurassic Express, you, you could, you could see this one go either way, right? Bear Country has definitely been getting built up over the weeks. 
um, as an up and coming team that is a powerhouse, right? So True. they did have that. They did have that feud recently with Butcher and Blade, and um, you know it felt like these guys could use a, a big W um, coming off the heels of that feud. Um, but I felt like the right team won. I think that uh, you know Jurassic Express is. I know that they're one of your favorite tag teams. I yep. feel like that. I feel like that tag team is definitely like just so naturally charismatic and easy to mm-hmm. get behind that it's 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 interesting timing. Obviously, just as the best friends are coming back, and you get a strong babyface tag team with them. Now AEW is starting to kind of push Jurassic Express again. Interesting timing. It felt like you know Jurassic Express could have filled that void as the top babyface tag team while best friends were on the yeah. on the shelf. Um, that said, I'm not going to complain about getting to see Jungle Jack and Luchasaurus on Dynamite more. I think that those guys, when it, it's from their entrance um, to their, their – you know we, you know we love their entrance. Oh, yeah. Um, from their entrance to really that, like, blend of styles. I mean, you got Luchasaurus, who's a big dude, like you talk about, huge fella, incredible athlete. Yeah. Um, but and then you have Jack, who's always pushing the pace. Very, very smart uh, young wrestler and Jack Perry. Uh, big fan of, of what I'm seeing out of Jack. I, I Jr. called the shot tonight, man. I, I talked about it on social. Jr. said it in this match that at some point in 2021, Jr. believes firmly that J- Jungle Boy is either going to be world champion or TNT champion, and that's a big statement coming from a, a legend like Jr. So. Definitely a lot of eyes are on Jungle Boy. It seems like the AEW higher-ups see what we see. Um, This kid is definitely – you know, I really believe that that feud with FTR, it it unleashed a different side of Jungle Boy that we have not seen. And I think that's part of – that to me, um, like an intensity, um, you know, a different different gear – I think that the Jungle Boy was pushed to to really embrace a more technical style. He's obviously always been very very athletic and can throw some incredible uh, you know yeah. top rope moves and his his drop kicks are always on point. But the snare trap is quickly um, yeah I love becoming that one of my favorite finish finishers in all of AEW. Just really deadly uh, lethal move when he locks that in. Um, and, and that, that feud with Dax really, I feel like solidified him. That match between D- Jungle Boy and Dax is still one of my favorite matches in AEW this year. Um, I just, I really believe that they have something with that crew. Um, I don't know where Bear Country goes from here. As you said, I believe that, that they could, you know, at, there's a lot of opportunity in the tag division. I'd like to see them yeah. go against some bigger teams and, and see what, what they can do. Um, but I want to see where Jurassic Express goes from here. That's that to me is the big question. Is who, that's a good point. Who's, who's next in line for them? Um, obviously, they they want to get themselves a title shot, but where do they go? Who do they go against? Um, they certainly don't seem like they're engaged in a big feud. This was this the Kong versus Godzilla match tonight. Seems like kind of like the end of that Bear Country chapter. What's for next sure. for those guys? So I, I'm intrigued by it. I, I'm I'm. You know, when I look at the landscape of AEW, I certainly would would have loved to see the acclaimed in a position where they could have a match. You talk about two, you know, that would be a team yeah. that would be for me a nice heel versus babyface um, pairing, and and two teams that I want to see more of. 
Um, but there's a lot of op- options in this. AEW's roster is absolutely stacked with tag teams, man. So very intrigued by where they go. Yeah, and this is another scenario intriguing. You know, QT Marshall obviously has been on t- on and off TV and not necessarily talked about that much, but boy, has he ever talked about now as of late of what we saw last week. And now, you know, this is truly – I mean, we've seen a couple segments, but to cut a promo like this that was, you know, full of emotion, you know, you talk about untapped potential or untapped talent. Like, man, this guy is is quickly making this feud extremely relevant and important. And, you know, it's going to lead to Anthony Gogo's in-ring debut. Mm -hmm. Um, So this is, yeah, like big push for QT coming. And that's what's so great about AEW is they have so much talent or necessarily unknown talent or untapped potential yep. that they're not afraid to to go in and yep. for this. And I understand, you know, Cody obviously is a genius on many levels and he knows he makes decisions that sometimes you scratch your head, but then down the line, you know why it's made, yep. you know, whatever match it may be. So this promo man was absolutely fire and, you know, very personal. Yeah. And it's just, I'm I'm excited for this. You know, I mean, we I'm excited. We talked a lot about like tonight's dynamite. I felt like was very heavy on awesome promos. Yes, ma- to the point where I felt like the promos all in the segments sometimes at times outshined the in ring m- matches in tonight's episode. Um, I was I, I know everyone's buzzing about Jericho and and understandably so. It was like for it sure. was an epic rant. Um. You know, I thought I thought DMD's promo later on. We'll talk about that. Was was on point. You know, I, you yep. know, I'm going to get into that one. But I was really, no. I, you know, I mean, I was really impressed by QT tonight, man. I thought that, um, you know, there's a lot of people, a lot of skeptics that can throw some shade at, at QT uh, for being in the position that he's in, and and seeing this feud when it played out. I know that there were people who were vocal on online about man. Him going against Cody, that's an opportunity that should have gone to somebody else, and you know, da, 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 and all wow. this stuff, bro. Anything like that gets silenced after a night like tonight. Cody uh, Marshall cut, <laughs> an, I mean, he cut an absolutely badass promo, man. When he was going hard at Cody, some of the some of the lines that he was going in, digging in his past, um, talking about how he he had he knew he had to paint his face. To to make it because even as even as Dusty Rhodes' son, he still didn't have it in him to be a big timer, a big star. Mm. Um, mentioning Ted DiBiase Jr. Uh, I mean, going back to to Cody's origins, dude. Just going digging in hard at Cody and trying to dig up some of those insecurities within Cody. Um, you know, we we look at Cody now, and, and the AEW fan base does not really see. The, the journey up to AW. If you didn't, if you didn't see where Cody came from, Co- QT was quick to remind you. Cody himself battled a lot of critics, a lot of people who said he was only in this business because he was Dusty's son. True. Uh, that he, you know, he wasn't he he wasn't a, a top guy. He was a he was an, a good decent guy in the ring who could get other people over. Um, yeah. Had a name and that he was only really in the position that he was in because of his dad. And, yeah. you know, for Q, for QT to bring those things up, kind of rip this, you know, dig away at the, at those old wounds. Right. Um, you know, I felt like it was trying to get 
goad Cody into getting emotional, getting bent, you know, kind of, and, and also push Cody to feel like maybe look himself in the mirror and say, Cody, you, you did exactly to me what, what you hated about people doing to you in your career. Yeah. You set me up. And then, and again, I love when, when our characters have consistent, intelligent motivations, but right. if you're QT Marshall, you can say, man, like, you did exactly to me what you said you that you hated, and that it pushed you to leave the big time and bet yeah. on yourself and travel the world to try to figure out and find your own career. You look at the the situation you put me in. No matter what I do, people are always going to think that I'm only here because of you. So I, I just felt like the, the very intelligent promo by QT. Um, obviously, now the Nightmare Family is no more. It's it's just. The nightmare, the nightmare factory. Now the it's factory. Just, now it's just the factory. Um, I thought QT did a great job of putting over the guys in his crew. Anthony Agogo, dude, that dude, like, just got a great he, look. He grabbed the. I mean, like, he grabbed the spotlight quickly um, in that segment. If anybody, I mean, for us here, we all love Nick Camarado. We all see potential in that dude, Aaron Solo. Uh, solo, you, I know you've talked to me a little bit about how much you've enjoyed some of his matches on dark and things like that. Um, but Anthony's going to get an opportunity next week on dynamite for his in-ring debut. And I think a lot of people are chomping at the bit to see what this guy can do, because if he can deliver in the ring, um, you know, and we know he's a, he's a boxing. I mean, the dude was an Olympian. Is it a boxer? Um, Brown's the guy, yep. The guy has a lot of upside as far as being a believable fighter and a believable superstar and an international draw. We know the Khan mm-hmm. family are very big on that international draw, you know, being involved in, in, in uh, you know, Premier League and everything like that overseas. These guys know <laughs> what they're doing. Um, but I feel like if he can deliver a promo like he did tonight and he can go in the ring, AW has another star on their hands. I, I just. I, I love sure. how much talent this roster has, man. It's unbelievable. It's true, man. It is damn true. And mm. Mm. one of the biggest, one of the biggest fans of we are uh, at Diamond Download is Lance Archer. And you know, unfortunately, the only, I mean, the predictable segment that we constantly get with Sting and what I we've think seen it's with Archer at this point. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, Jake the Snake is starting to become an MVP of these segments, man. The stuff that he says. And, you know, Archer put up an awesome dominant performance on Elevation, followed by an absolute fire and brimstone promo afterwards. Mm. Um, this stuff, and it's it's interesting. You know, finally, hopefully we, we will we'll see this go head to head and, and it's just he's in his way. You know, Lance is is on a mission, a murder hawk, and, you know, he's on a war path, which is nothing new. And he's, he seems very focused. Um, and. It's just you know, Sting is just it just another going to be another victim in his path, and so you think? I mean, I don't know. Man. I hope I, so. Well, I, 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 I think know. I hope Sting puts him over. I, I I question like this was the first time because I was with you. I felt like this feud this was setting up a Lance Archer versus Sting feud, mm-hmm. um, and, and like a, a potential match, and maybe that's what's going to happen. But there were right. moments in this where I felt like Sting was planting seeds of where like you know Jake's you know. 
I he was like basically like I agree with you, Lance. I understand why you're frustrated. You are a main right. event guy. You are a top talent. And why do you continue to con- like? Why does it continue to be this roller coaster for your career where you're at the top and then you disappear? And it felt really? like Sting was almost fe- pouring gasoline on that fire of Lance, where like Lance was fr- Lance is, was frustrated, and right. it felt like Sting was almost poking at Jake and Jake, Jake, snake failing as a mentor, you know, Hey Jake, Ah. Jake, why is this true? Why is it that Lance is this six foot seven, six foot eight badass who, who can look like a star, who could talk like a star who has traveled the world and paid his dues and who absolutely deserves to be a top guy. Why is it that he can consistently fall by the wayside under your tutelage? What you know? Yeah, where like? How are you allowing that to happen? I got a lot of that out of that, and, and Sting was definitely coming at at, at Jake tonight, um, and not pulling punches. Basically, going right after Lance's uh, mentor, and we've talked about it. Does Lance need Jake at this point? Potentially, this could lead to a fracture in that relationship. You know, Sting planting those seeds of, you know, maybe Lance is better off without someone um, over his shoulder. Maybe Lance is better off at, on his own, or. Um, right. You know, potentially he could learn something from the Stinger, right? I mean, Sting is Sting has been a main eventer his entire career. Uh, he was in the main event mafia a, a, after all, and, and so it's like maybe there's something there. I don't know. I, I certainly think that um, maybe my my pontificating aside, I think Whoa. that you know these things are actually quite. There, it's kind of funny to hear these week after week, st- we're going to hear from sting. I-, I-, I think that that's becoming a troll job. It's kind of, it's funny to hear, to, to see a W kind of troll us and, and kind of goad us. That Sting's going to cut a promo. Um, Lance is definitely understandably frustrated with where he's at. We've talked about that at length here at dynamite download. We are huge fans of the murder Hawk. We have been yeah. from day one. We've been huge advocates of, of his star power. We believe that that guy deserves to have a title run in, in, in this current, um, Yes. iteration of his career Absolutely. um and so he was echoing a lot of our frustrations i mean i think that it was good to hear lance come out strong and say you know enough's enough so a lot of seeds that were planted in that one um one of the things that was funny i felt like jake uh jake called darby last week he called darby a weenie told him to go put his bun on his hot dog bun on <laughs> and, then, and then this week he called he called darby a was it a a weasel he called him a weasel. What, right? I it, it was, it was, yeah, Darby. He called Darby a, a um a weenie and a weasel or something along those lines. So Jake's really coming hard with these uh these old <laughs> these old man like jokes and these 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 like maybe man, he's I'm used sure. to maybe he's used to the other uh, brands you know maybe. kind of restrictions. So maybe yes, he, good he's, call. he takes some notes from uh, MJF and Jericho with what they can and cannot say. But um, he's yeah, I guess he's doing the right thing with being whatever it, it makes sense because he's such a small little guy darby so you can call him any little name and it'll just berate him even more but darby we saw him keep continuing essentially the open challenge with uh a match against jd drake which um like i said earlier i've enjoyed the physicality of jd drake's matches i'm glad that he has some new ring gear it's doing him a lot of help personally mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know the the big uh black speedo wasn't necessarily a good look for him. I mean, it's a classic look for sure. But when you see this ring gear, it adds more. It adds more of a you know. It shows that he's a professional to me. Right. You know? Yep. 
you know, you, you put this just a, a plain black speedo, no, no logo, no nothing. Put him in the corner. You're thinking it's just an enhancement talent, but this is actually showing like he's talent, but boy, oh boy, does this guy hit hard and he can take, he can dish the pain and he could take the pain. And that's something I really love to watch in wrestling. And, um, this is just another one of those like lopsided Derby matches, you know, and on paper, like JD Drake should be, I mean, Darby has beat Cage, so obviously that is the ultimate David versus Goliath. But I was very happy with the ending because he had the top rope move, then the coffin drop. Like, yeah, that's a that's a convincing victory to me. You know, some of the other convincing victories that we've seen him do were, were a little um, half, I would say, lazy victories in a way and not as convincing. So um, I know you have a lot to say about this match. All I'm going to say is uh, – I'm happy that Darby is defending his title mm-hmm. and I have nothing against JD Drake getting a shot on dynamite at all. And I, like I said, I'm, I'm, I enjoy watching his matches. The physicality was entertaining and the way the finish I was happy with, but that being said, it, it, it didn't really live up to me as it should have, but those are the pros that I saw out of the match. Yeah. So. I'll, I'll start my, I'll start off on a positive note because you know, you, you laid the front, the foundation for a positive take on this. So I'll say this, like, <laughs> um, thank John Cena, very, very physical match. Uh, very physical. And I gotta, I mean, I, I gotta say the two main things I want to take away from this on a positive way is, um, that the physicality, that was one of them. Um, I love like that corner spot where, it, I think it, a lot of it was happening in picture in picture, but Darby mm-hmm. Darby was just smacking open palms, smacking JD Drake across the face while JD was up yes. on the turnbuckle. I mean, and I'm talking about like way back here and coming up and smacking him across the face as hard as he oh. could. Um, it, it, he sm- he must have smacked JD Drake like a half dozen, ten times in the face. I mean, and, and there's no. There's no faking that. He just got no. smacked hard in the face. And I think some of that might have happened because, like you talked about, Darby might have been a little frustrated right. with how physical J.D. Drake was in this match. You could tell there like, there were points in which Drake was – Drake recognized this was a huge opportunity for him. And mm-hmm. he wasn't he wasn't going to be caught, like, you know, half-assing it while he was out there with, with the, the TNT champ. He, he yep. leaned into a lot of his offense. I got to give the man props for what he did. He looked like a powerhouse, um, yeah. and that's the that leads into my second thing. My second positive is, man, like every Derby match that I've seen, um, his opponent always looks like a million bucks. Mm-hmm. Always, I mean, like that's that's a huge compliment. I got to give it to Derby. I mean, every Derby match, you come away saying, like, man, like whether it's Brian Cage or you know, again, Joey Janela, like his match with Janela, I thought was fantastic. We've had countless examples. Um, this was another one where JD Drake came out looking really good in this match. Like this, this was he he. This helped establish Drake as someone who you could you you could see fight and have a good match on on Dynamite and not yeah. you know not just look like you said not just look as an enhancement talent. That's nice and I appreciate that and I got to give props to Darby for allowing his championship run. You know he's clearly a protected guy in AEW. Um, he's got a lot of star power he's an enigma in his own way he draws attention and fans that just just in droves but he's he's not the typical champion um and that's where it's a it's it's 
there's a, there's a good and a bad, right? There's a yin and a yang. Um, it leads into my this being a delete for me, and the reason why is that the Darby the Darby is not clicking for me as a champ. Uh, it's it's I've tried really hard um, to yeah, acknowledge. I go back and forth a lot. I'm just having a hard time with it, man. He's he's so. He's, it's, and it's a beautiful thing. The man is not in, does not fit the mold of a professional wrestler. And That's he's exactly certain, what you want. He does not fit the mold of a champion. I love that about him. <clears throat> but but there comes a point for me, and I'm struggling with it. Is you know, not, there's there's um, there's like a formula to a derby where it's like ninety percent of his match, he's getting just beaten up by his opponent, and it's you know, and it's one thing if it is a Brian Cage. You know, I understand that. I understand if he, if he's going against a Lance Archer. Um, you know, that kind of guy, a Will Hobbs, if you're going against a guy who, yeah. you know, is an established powerhouse, an established mm-hmm. star, um, but when you're having the, that kind of match week in and week out against, you know, undercard guys, and that's not a slam on, on J.D. Drake, it is the fact. It's the truth. As, the, as FTR talks about, I mean, I love myself some FTR. There's top guys. And then there's not top guys. And, and let's be <laughs> honest, right? Like FTR, top guys, right? Top guy mentality. There are certain guys who are top guys, and this is not a slam on JD. He is no. not a top guy in AEW, period. And I don't think anybody could argue that, right? So, you know, he has not pre- been presented that way to this point. And given how loaded the roster is, I don't think that that's his ceiling, right? Um, yeah. I, for him to be presented in this way where he's giving your secondary t- champion, again, we have to remember, Kenny Omega is such a fighting world champion that it's hard, we forget. But the TNT Championship is that week in, week out. That's your bread and butter. That's your secondary yeah. championship. And for your champion to get tossed around and to be just ragdolled like that, I struggle with that a little bit, and that's why tonight's segment, unfortunately, that match was a delete, and that's not a slam on J.D. Drake or Darby as performers. It's just the way that that formula of the match played out. Um, it just didn't click with me. I, I completely understand where you're coming from, and you know, even with those positives, you know, overall, I, I have to agree with you on that delete section. Um, you know, nothing could be perfect for sure, um, but you know, let's let's shift into the only women's match. Um, and then we'll follow that with the Britt Baker promo, which is nice. But, you know, we saw at the end of this match, kind of like you said, segue into this, which I really enjoyed that just like the master full circle, almost they just stole that half hour segment or whatever more of yep. all these characters. Like the Hardy, the HFO is growing more and more every week. And I, I love what they're doing. This feud with Dark Order and HFO is to me is, is top notch stuff absolutely love it um you know seeing the bunny in the ring and singles action she was very very impressive yeah course, you know see having our number one new number one contender take conti her take conti is she's like i said last week every week she's imp- impressing me more and more and more and this no is doubt. a testament to her hard work and paying off and just this pairing between these two in the match was was really fun to watch and it was an elite match for me definitely um and bunny surprised me you know i don't remember seeing her in-ring stuff um both sold really well for each other both had some good chemistry and then of course you know the added support ringside added more to the story um but after where where it goes from here i'm not sure but i enjoyed this whole segment you know sadly like we always talk about 
picture in picture gets always put in there for the women's match. I don't know when it's going to stop. Um, but th- this, this match was an elite for me. Yeah. Um, you know, the hardworking, the very hardworking, the good storytelling, the good selling and everything that happened before the match and after the match and during the match outside the ring and all that. Um, it just definitely deserves an elite out of that. And, and what about you? Yeah, man. Um, you know, I, I know that we, I think it's no surprise to anybody now that Ty Conti can go in the ring, right? I think that all of us see she's the number one contender for a reason. She's it's well-earned. It's well-deserved. Um, that woman, she, she can bring it, bro. Her strikes are on point. She reminds me a lot of Thunder Rosa. When I see it, when I see her in the ring, I see a lot of thunder in her and, and just the push, the way she pushes the pace, her striking ability is always crisp and, and it looks brutal. Mm-hmm. Um, she's always moving for those submissions and moving in, in very tactical, intelligent fighter. She got that fighter mentality that she brings to her matches. And so I, I naturally have gravitated towards enjoying what I've seen out of Ty. Um, I, I think that um, it was a pleasant surprise to see how – much that alley could go mm-hmm. with her you know the bunny could go man like she was hanging in there that drop kick on the outside oh um, brutal it, into into the like the barricade that was an impressive spot um and, and it, you know for her to hit it as smoothly as she did seamless execution on her part um and the bunny's character work too throughout i mean yeah. whether before this match and the whole segment with with hfo and and <laughs> and darby you know screaming with in the in the comment and hearing the commentators saying that she's crazy and her re- re- interacting with the commentators you could tell she's really she's really loves what she does she's yep. very invested in it she, and 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 i've said it before, i'll say it once i'll say it again her being inject, her her being injected into the butcher and the blade again has changed that dynamic dramatically. She she changes those guys. Um, they become so much more engaging, so much more entertaining with her ringside. She just she's got that crazy uh, mentality that just adds an extra layer to their performances that I really Absolutely. enjoy. Um, I don't think that she's in that world, that women's championship picture. Um, this was a great showcase of her talents. Um, and it allowed Ty Conti to get a nice strong win um, mm-hmm. on, on national television. Again, I think there's a couple things that are bothering you and I are on the same wavelength. There are a couple things that are bothering us a little bit about the presentation of, yeah. um, of, of the women's division. And that one picture in picture tends to be uh, prevalent throughout a lot of their matches. Yeah. Uh, two, we really only get one women's match per dynamite, which has become a trend I think that the division is talented enough that we could we could venture out of that safe space and we could add another match to that once in a while, have two women's matches on a show. Um, yep. And then yep. um, I think there's been a lot of noise in women's matches of late. Like, um, oh yeah, for sure. You know, a lot of a lot of interference, a lot of a lot of other people on you know in whether it's surrounding the ring or, or getting involved in the matches. Um, you know, Ty Conti beating Nyla Rose, you know, that that felt like a moment that could have really been huge. And, and, and yes, she's solidified as the number one contender, but mm-hmm. I feel like some of it has been – some of that shine has been taken away because naturally there are just so many characters on screen. Um, I think a little bit – I understand that AW wants to get as many talents, screen time as possible, continue to For build sure. stories, keep people relevant – 
um, keep people at the front of your mind. But I think sometimes that, that you know moments like this, it hurts a little bit when you have that much interference and that many moving parts going on. Now this yeah. match in particular, I don't I don't hate it. I thought that I understood in this match, Dark yeah. Order, Dark Order, Hardy family, like um, that those those two are knee deep in this feud. So I get it. And I think that maybe it leads to more of those two groups going against each other. I'm all for that. Um, But what this match did what it needed to do SPD, in my opinion, it it, it gave uh, Ty Conti another showcase in a singles match to prove that she's ready for a title shot against Sheeta. Certainly Sheeta being on the outside of this one, um, you know, getting up close and personal look of, of her number one contender in action. I thought that was a really well-played move by AEW. Um, And I want to see that match. I I think that that could be a very uh, interesting one where maybe we could get a, you know, Ty Conti become women's champion. I think, I I mean, honestly, if you think about it, brother, um, yes, we want to see Britt Baker take that title, but who else on that, on the roster is presented in a way we've talked about it. Jade, Britt, who else on the roster is presented in a way that can legitimately take away the title from Sheeta? So um, I think that Ty could potentially become the women's champ. I think that's absolutely interesting, but not if Britt Baker has anything to say for Oof. it because Britt Baker completely delivered, the, as always, fire in her promos. That woman is so intelligent in what she she just She spits knowledge um, in her promos, bro. It's not just – trash talk it's it's taking little pieces little pieces of truth packaging them up in a in a, in a absolutely <laughs> on fire delivery and and dropping them in our faces man this woman is killing it week in week out and now next week we get to see dmd three times baby we get to see her on on dark on elevation and on dynamite She's gonna rack up those W's yeah. and quickly move up the ranks. I thought this segment was a really like intelligent presentation. Again, Britt playing off of the storylines, playing off of the rules of AEW and, and right. sort of the ranking system. Um, it gave some credibility to the promo. It made it have substance. It wasn't just trash talk, right? It was it was observation of what's been playing out in in her division mm-hmm. and her giving us a general game plan of okay. Like, we all know I'm the top star of this division. Let's just be real. Um, I'll just I'll go out there and I'll rack up some W's against some pat the stats, some scrubs. I'll pad the stats and and I'll I'll rise up the rankings if that's what you I have what? to do. If I have to play the game, fine. Normally, like Brit Brit is you save Brit Brit's uh, matches for those main event those top level right. matches, but. I love what we're seeing. I, next week we get to see DMD in action three times, according to her promo. Cannot wait for that. You know that, bud. Absolutely. And you know, first off, you know, I love how the play on her new shirt. You know, the AEW logo, essentially DMD, with their last promo being, you know, the three only three letters that matter are DMD. But you know, it, it is we've talked about, or I've always talked about, a fighting champion and and someone who the face of the division. That we totally agree, Britt Baker is the face of the division, at least showing face every single week. Yep. And now she's showing face every single day almost, you know, that is capable. And so that's the leader you need in the locker room. That's the leader of the division you really need. Um, you know, months past where 
we didn't have that a consistent woman's face on TV. And now we're starting to get that, um, you know, and this is the ultimate culmination of the Thunder Britt Baker feud. And now keep riding that momentum and continue to push the, the constant narrative that she is the face. And yep. even, even in a, a short, powerful promo, like we saw tonight, that that's all you need to do. If you're not having a match to, um, really continue to make the division stand out above the rest. And so I thought it was a great promo, great shirt. Uh, and of course rebel, you know, by her side, um, is always a nice sidekick with the crutch and, you know, the interference she had and the promo she cut on elevation. So uh, overall outstanding segment. And that led us into the main event of a jam packed star studded main event, a trios match Ooh. that really like to me, you know, we'll talk about our top performer, but to me, like Moxley and the Young Bucks were starting to look so good together. Moxley was on a roll. He was absolutely dominant this match. Um, it was weird seeing Kenny Omega and, you know, the Young Bucks go toe-to-toe, but obviously yeah. that all changed quickly. We got some nice, you know, typical Young Bucks stuff with, with their combos and their sweet combos. Um, and I really like the end, how it was um, – saying or how you know the young bucks wouldn't do the, the their finisher and then actually tagged himself in and it was just paradigm shift after paradigm shift oh. um you called it man last week you called it and i said no i said no way are we getting that swerve or the young bucks turn on moxley i said no i can't see this and now you you definitely called it props to you for doing that uh go back and rewind and watch episode 28 and you'll see that and i was absolutely no I, I didn't want that to happen because the Young Bucks have, have been flip, flipping over more than pancakes, you know, <laughs> flip-flop McGee. So it's just like I don't understand their direction right now. Obviously, there's a yeah. bigger picture, but, like, you know, talk about spray tans as well. You saw Matt Jackson's tear I run down. I was wondering if you had Maybe him and MJF go to the same spot, you know, or something. So um, I thought it was a, a hard-fought main event. Um to me, though, like the momentum was like kind of running low for me watching the show when it came to the main event. Because yeah. just when I see Good Brothers, it just gives me a sour taste. And I have, I have absolutely no interest in them at all. But we knew something. We had a feeling something was going to happen. It wasn't going to be a clean win and just be done with the show. Um, so what would you think about this, man? Uh, the well, young gonna, turning I'm again. Gonna... I'm gonna I'm gonna echo your sentiments about the, the Good Brothers. I think that we're on we're on the same page about those guys. I just it's hard it's hard for me. I just just can't get behind them. But um, that said, I I I was intrigued by this morality play that's been going on about this storyline. I'm that's right. to me. I've really been. They've got me inve- invested. They got me the right. hook in in the cheek when it comes to the Young Bucks and the Kenny drama and that saga. And I don't think it's over yet. I really don't. I thought I think that, um, you know, we're going to still see the Young Bucks struggle. Um, yeah. And, and I think that that's, that's a good thing, man. I think that, like, yes, wrestling tends to work best when there's a clear-cut heel and a clear-cut baby face. Like, when we get to see a Jade versus Red Velvet, right, that's we, – we talked about Thunder versus Brit. When you get to see right. these matches where there's a clear cut good guy versus bad guy, that's what it makes right. it makes wrestling. It's bread and butter. It's wrestling one on one. But there, you know, 
wrestling is all also a beautiful thing in that it can be a reflection of reality and and, and mm-hmm. those relationships, man, like the depth and the, you know how many times have we have we had those moments where you get pulled back to a friend that um, maybe you maybe isn't best for you, right? Like those True. things happen, and I think that 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 inner turmoil that you wrestle with. Um, you know, do I, do I do this even though that's not how I want to roll with my life anymore, but I love yeah. this guy, you know? And, and so you see that play out with the Bucks, you know, I think that they un, undoubtedly um, have a lot of history with Kenny and a lot and yeah. th- all of this, all these amazing things that have happened in their career and the, the foundation of AW has been laid because of that relationship. So, yeah, it would be incredibly hard to turn your back on all that and walk away. And 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 yeah. um, you know, I think that that plays off of real real emotion, off of real true relationships, and that's how life works. But we know that that they see Kenny's gone off the tracks, man. Every he, this is not the same Kenny that started the AEW. This is not the same Kenny. Ever since his frustration with with Hangman and sort of that the falling out that those guys had, Kenny's really gone off uh, the deep end, and he he's lost it, and he's become yeah, he really has. It's so to a point where it's understandable that the Bucks have this inner turmoil, and that's what I find fascinating. So I can make my way through, navigate my way through my distaste for the Good Brothers. Um, and cling on to the good of this because I really think that this it it's complex. It, it it's it's I don't know that you don't see this kind of storytelling in wrestling all the time, man. There's not True. a lot of times it's very cut and dry, black and white. Like I want to get my title shot, I want an opportunity, stuff like that. This yeah. is complex stuff, man. This is this is like you know loyalty, like even in in the face of going against your inner compass, like loyalty versus morality and idealism versus like, you know, um, versus action. I don't know. There's a lot of things that are, they're layered in this. I I find it fascinating. And I think that the young bucks are doing a nice job of, um, of allowing that, that emotion to play off without coming off as corny or forced. Mm -hmm. Um, Yes. It's been a lot of, a lot of weeks of this going back and forth. I think that there, it's there's gonna be some big blow up. Uh, I, I don't know, yeah. man. This is gonna be this is leading to a lot of interesting stuff. I don't think that the Bullet Club is all together. I don't think that they're in perfect harmony at this point. Um, no. So there's there's still more fireworks to come. Uh, getting yeah, into we've the seen ma- BTE, we've yeah. seen on BTE of you know Jackson is so torn, Matt. Uh, so I don't know, man. <laughs> it's it's interesting. Yeah, but yeah. I, match was it, it was a leader delete for you. The match itself, you know, when you factor in everything involved, I, I think it's it's hard not to give this the match itself an elite just because. Um, yeah, there's a there's a lot of storytelling going on. I personally, again, it's it's a soft elite though, bro. I I, I went back and forth. This one could have been easily a black and for white me. elite. I, this could have easily been a delete for me um, because of I, I I really struggle watching. Uh, we, we've talked about it, right? There's just 
the Kenny and the Good Brothers dynamic, there's a lot of exciting trios combinations on the AEW roster. That's not my top one. So I, I would right. say that that was something that detracted me. But the overall storytelling of this match was really on point, man. Like really, really good yeah. stuff. Um, you know, the struggle that the Good Brothers or the, the Young Bucks had uh, trying to put Kenny away. Moxley being more than happy to tag in and 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 the brutality that he showed on Kenny. Those guys have a long history dating back to Moxley's debut in AEW. So yeah. I, I thought that that was really well played. Kingston coming down the ramp, trying even on a broken leg, trying to come yeah, make the save. That was nice. There, there was a lot of cool stuff that happened in this match. Um, and whenever we get Don Callis on commentary too, I know you always enjoy that. So I thought it was a good. I thought it was a good match. Um, it was a good overall segment. Certainly planted seeds and furthered that story that I'm really fascinated by, and that that's what's got me going. Yeah, I agree. And you know, the main event story, the main event feuds are is really fire right now. And you know, they haven't lost any steam with the, the Mox Kenny you know saga, which has continued. And you know, look, thinking about this stack card, you know, Moxley was my top performer tonight. You know, really going against all odds putting a whooping on Kenny Omega, looking strong all match. You're really the workhorse of the main event uh, out of all six guys to me. Um, I just think he was the most impressive. Like, yeah, he, he was – some of his matches he's done, you know, the choke out for the win and things like that. Like this, you know, putting these massive paradigm shifts and kind of, you know, getting in the face of the Young Bucks and just letting him finish the job, you know, you know, putting the final bullet down essentially. So uh, I really enjoyed his performance. Uh, I think he looked – very strong. Um, obviously, Jericho was a t- it was tough not to pick him, man. But but he was. This is the best I've see- I've heard him. The most passionate I've heard him in a long time. And he 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 is who I'll be talking about for the upcoming days and week. You know, Moxley's performance won't be, but it was a memorable. It was a great performance. But the inner circle segment will will be what I'm still buzzing about for the second week in a row. I know that, like technically, like Jericho didn't even <laughs> wrestle. Te- Jericho didn't even wrestle, nope. right? So I, yeah, I, I get it. it. I, but I feel like, the dude, I feel like the guy stole the show, man. I mean, when you talk about that epic promo that he had, when you talk about God. like then even late, later on in the segment with Tyson, um, I just felt like Jericho has got everybody buzzing after this week's show. Um, the guy has reminded the world why he's one of the greatest ever, uh, and he's just, I mean, like and heading fresh and like. Heading into the like the the broken skulls like uh, podcast, yeah, that's gonna be Stone awesome. Cold. I mean, his, his he's got, he's got everybody buzzing again, man. This dude knows how to stay relevant. You talked about how he liked to keep MJF his you know under his thumb. He's got he's got his thumb on the pulse of wrestling fans, man. This dude knows how to play the fans. He knows how to build storylines. He knows how to keep things refresh yeah. and interesting and exciting. And I mean, again, this, his his promo is what people are going to be retweeting, re, you know, turning into little gifts and all sorts of oh great gosh. stuff throughout the week. You know, people are going to be loving that stuff. And when you call out MJF on his spray tan, uh, you know, it's yeah. going to make me happy because it was making me feel uncomfortable because SPD was doing it week in, week out. Now that Jericho <laughs> did it, we could do it, too. I love it. So I thought that was yeah, great really stuff. We we should, you know, talk to all cartoon wrestling and have him do a spray tan MJF spray tan stuff, you know, who's did our, our cartoon, which is amazing stuff. If you haven't checked out all cartoon oh. wrestling, you know, th- there's some great stuff that he is, he's been doing. Um, but yeah, that's a, uh, a spray tan meme or a cartoon would be outstanding, but fantastic. Really, 
I mean, next week's card is pay-per-view Talk quality about fantastic. card. Fantastic. Oh my oh gosh. Oh my gosh. I I mean, I think I have my favorite that I'm, oh, I mean, I can't I don't know, man, but you know, first off, Anthony Gogo in-ring debut. Obviously, we anticipate, you know, a possible enhancement talent with this, but it's still it's always exciting to see a fresh young face kind of get an opportunity of a lifetime to debut on TV. Uh, someone that obviously is not uncomfortable in the spotlight. So um, we're going to see the first, you know, protege of the, the factory now. So yep. um, it'll be interesting for that. Dude, oh man, this card is uh, every single match. I'm like, man, this could be the one that so I'm going to talk Dar- about the next one and I'll let you have three. No, it's it's all right. We'll go in our normal order. Even right. I'm going to get robbed of talking about Pac. Um, I, I think the Darby Allen versus Matt Hardy, like you said, I'd like to see another like vig- vignette, little segment, um, pre-recorded type of stuff. From both guys, um, I, I would love to see from both guys. Um, you know, we've seen some cinemata- cinema cinematic matches in the past. This would be a one that I would say, hey man, if they wanted to do something like that, non-traditional match, I'd be all for it. Um, but I, I think that anytime you get these two type of talents involved in one match, you know the creativity is going to be dialed up to 11. Um, they're they're going to make sure that the fans have something to talk about post-match, no doubt about it. I think this one's going to be a fun one. Yeah, it's, it, it definitely will probably turn into a glorified lumberjack match. You know, yeah. I have yeah. Dark Order is going to be out there. The HFO will be out there. So, you know, this is not a, a barred from ringside match. But boy, oh boy, we have – Two titles on the line, and essentially, like everything could be this could be a full title match show. You know, we have ex champion Jericho, but I mean, the Young Bucks are putting their titles on the line against Pac and Ray Phoenix after winning that battle royal. So, Ray, I this could, like you said, it could go either way. Um, I don't foresee the Young Bucks losing necessarily, um, or the Young Bucks could lose at a cost of a Moxley or something like that, or the Pac and Phoenix could lose at a cost of a best friend, something like that. A clean win by either team is tough, man, because these are four of the two of the best teams in the absolute world. So this is going to be a banger. I mean, what is the main event? <laughs> that talent in that in that. What talent? is going to be the main event? Oh my God, <laughs> the talent in that match, brother. I, I I'm sorry, man. That that one is. That's as good as it gets. Yeah. Uh, that that's Pac and Phoenix on one side. You know, there's going to be the that one's going to be so many moments where it's going to be like, yep. You know that the pace is going to be through the roof. Those guys are going to be go pedal to metal. Um, I, I can't wait yep. for that match. Then you talk about <clears throat> like Dax versus Jericho. You get two guys who are vets who are going to. I think they're going to wrestle a very smart, like intentional match. Dax has definitely uh, been trending in the right direction, even though Jericho said that, that he's indistinguishable from Cash. I have a feeling that he's gonna <laughs> he's gonna be taught a lesson a little bit in this one. Dax is gonna make sure that Jericho J- Dax is gonna take that personally, and Dax is gonna come at Jericho hard in this one. Um, we all know that Jericho can can he can dish it and he can take it. So I got a feeling Jericho is gonna be uh, dialed in. This match is gonna be hard hitting. I think it's gonna be a little personal. Dax is going to want to prove a point at Jericho's expense because Jericho made sure to do the same this week in his promo. Um, I have a feeling that this one could be a, a real like slobber knocker, as Jr. would say. <laughs> Those two are just going to beat the piss out of each other. Can't, I think that one's going to be a, a lot of fun, bro. I completely <clears throat> agree. Like I was a very 
I was a grinning when I saw they announced this because I think, like I said last week, Dax is the workhorse of the pinnacle and Chris Jericho obviously being the leader, you know, the Le champion himself um, and constantly, you know, beat a dead horse talking about this. He's the one that's out there, you know, on the front lines proving said it. over yep. and over and over again. How many matches Jericho has probably more matches on Dynamite. Granted, he's Jericho than combined. And so you can't have your leader lose to Dax right here, but Dax could is by all means capable of beating Jericho. But I think you know Jericho has to come out on top as the leader. He can't take a loss right away like this. Agreed. You know? um, so for him to prove, you know, be by example, lead by example, and all this stuff, it's going to be a very awesome battle for sure. Which this could, I mean, any the tag match or this could main event the the, the card for to me. You could end in some crazy ass, you know, total brawl if this was the main event, or you could have some kind of awesome title changes as the tag match. So I'm pulling for whatever main event, whatever's main event, something's gonna happen. Something's gonna happen. Whatever's the main event. Yeah, well, that's that's bread and butter of AEW, man. Every week their main event has some sort of cliffhanger, some sort of absolutely must watch moment about it. This week we got to see that happen. Uh, with the Bucks turning on Moxley um, next week, like you said, there can be multiple. Dude, even Jade versus Red Velvet. I, I don't believe. I don't think that'll be the main event. But bro, especially no. given how how packed this card is, but that one's been one that has been building for weeks upon weeks upon weeks. Mm-hmm. We know that 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 match is going to be fire. Velvet cut an awesome promo tonight. Um, you know, we didn't get a chance to talk about that in particular in, in, in right. this re- week's recap, but Velvet cut an absolute fire promo tonight. Her versus Jade, we know, is going to be a lot of fun. Um, mm-hmm. getting to see Jade in the ring again, and, and honestly, you know, Jade talks a lot of trash, man. She's going to be putting up against somebody who, again, Thunder Rosa has told us a long time ago, guys, keep your eyes open for Red Velvet. This woman can do it. She, she can hang. She, she's got the fire in her belly to be great. Um, I have a feeling that Red's going to go give it everything she's got and he's going to push Jade. Um, but we've talked about it. Jade's got a star. That one's going to be a great match, but Jade has that that feeling of a an undefeated streak going. I have a feeling that that could be something they could build towards. Next week's show is going to be a must-watch episode 30 oh. of Dynamite Download, SPD. It's a milestone. So it's a milestone for us. I feel like it's a milestone show for AEW. It's the first yeah. night where they're independent of the AEW versus NXT Wednesday Night Wars. Great point. And they're going all out with this card, dude. Every single match that you just threw out there is absolutely fire. Um, I'm going to be all week – with my little Young Bucks voodoo, I'm at my little Funko Funko Pop Young Bucks, but putting needles in them, hoping that Pac pulls out the victory this week. Um, maybe maybe they'll get an injury or something like that. I'm rooting oh for the for, I'm rooting for the Pac to pull it out. We'll see what happens, bro. You know, next week's gonna be a blast. Um, a lot of content. Make sure you get out there, subscribe to us on YouTube so you can catch all of our videos. Um, all the content that's coming your way. Um, and then you see us on social, man. You got AW Dynamite DL at AW Dynamite DL on Twitter. Uh, and SPD is always posting great content on, on Instagram. Um, you're going to see different images that we create together as a team, show clips, mm-hmm. highlights, all sorts of awesome uh, content in our stories. Dynamite download on Instagram. And you could just listen to us live on, on uh, Spotify. Um, that's right. And then, Tomorrow, Bonds will be dropping his column. 
That's going to be a must read. Everybody, uh, you know, Bonds is going to be bringing it. He and I talked a lot about this show. He's going to, he's got some hot takes in store for you all. So make sure you, you check that out tomorrow at awdynamitedownload.com. Until then, guys, we will talk to you on Friday night. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for sharing this content with your friends and family. We will talk to you soon. And spread the power of positivity, baby. Work on those spray tans.